Move over, Franzia! It's time for a bag of lambic! Bill Gates invests in Heineken, and the internet loses its shit. Molson Coors is back in court with AB InBev. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, the answer to the question, what would happen if Ken Bird suddenly and simultaneously developed a crippling Tourette's and severe alcoholism? I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Simmerman. How are you, how are you doing today? Oh, doing excellent. Glad to be back from uh, chilly Montana where I was last week. That's where uh, we didn't do an episode last week because uh, 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 apparently Tyler had to fuck off and do his job. How was it? Uh, cold as shit. Uh, the high I saw was one. The low I saw was negative 18. Uh, and I was like, why do people live in this godforsaken state? But we sold a lot of beer, so can't complain too much. And got to try some pretty good beers and some fantastic food, surprisingly. That's I had an olive-fed uh, Japanese A5 Wagyu, where that cow only eats olives. Uh, Jesus Christ. That was aged for 60 days in beeswax and then basically made into a sushi roll. Uh, That's a complicated cow. Yeah, right? And I was like, I didn't realize there were subcategories of A5 Wagyu. I feel like I need to treat this like also, Pokemon and catch them all. Uh, also, they just eat olives? I, yeah, feel like uh, you, uh, I feel like you can't just eat olives. Well, apparently... They do. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I can't. I mean, I love olives. I will have an olive. I'll, that, that is sometimes me at night is just me turning myself into K5. A wet. dirty ma- <laughs> martini? Yeah. I mean, you know, just that and cheese and, you know. And Gin? <laughs> pretty much. And But I, I, but I, don't, but I don't think I could live off that. <laughs> well, apparently these cows can. So. All right. Um, well, uh, um, while well, uh, you were gone, I... Uh, I some, I had an interesting week. I had I've officially got a new uh, um, uh, 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 top weirdest customer, um, and I can probably beat your week because um, has did you have to help design somebody to shoot ozone up their own ass? No, you didn't because ozone, ozone. <laughs> here's here's what happened. Okay, some. A guy walks, and you you can kind of just tell somebody just by looking at him that he's not on the same wave, wavelength as the rest of us, all right? And this guy definitely had that vibe. And it's saying something when you say that. And, okay, listen, <laughs> I work at a homebrew store, all right? Our clientele, you know, ranges from... A, a little l- off to a lot off. Yeah, I mean, listen. And when you stand <laughs> out from that crowd... <laughs> listen... We're varying degrees of unhinged, and that's I'm comfortable with that. They're my people. But this guy was beyond unhinged. The door was across the room, and a guy was shitting on it. <laughs> you might want to crack a beer for this. Yeah. So anyway, he walks. So this guy walks in, looks like fresh out of a mountain where that where you can hear banjo music wherever you go. Kentucky blue people. <laughs> and and. He has like this uh, a, a T junction um, with some uh, 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 some pipe on either end, and he's uh, and there's like a a uh, a carbonation stone through the uh, through the T junction, and he's trying to describe to me what he's what, what it's for, and he's failing miserably because words are hard for him, um, y'all. And anyway, I I. I th- what I think he's doing is is uh, uh, trying to do an ear li- uh, uh, inline carbonation, which was kind of right. He says, "Well, but but it's going to be water," and I said, "Okay." And as I'm working through the problem with what the parts we got, I mentioned that he's going to have to seal up a certain part, and I said, "Well, you can do that, you know, either with this or you can do it with like uh, a, with a silicone sealant. Um, you're going to want to use food grade if you're if you're drinking the water." And then I I kind of offhanded say, "You are drinking the water, right?" To which he leans in close and goes, "No." It's going up my ass. And he proceeds... Was he joking? Okay, see, I thought that for a split second. (laughs) Until, until he goes off on this long tangent about how... how, uh, um, Carbonated water is good for your butthole? No. Ozone. He's going to infuse the water with ozone. That's going up his ass. What is he calling ozone? Ozone is in the molecule of three uh, uh, three oxygens. Um, I don't know if you know, we're aware of that. Okay. You know, that's, uh, you know, that smell after like a, a, after lightning or a spark. Okay. That's ozone. Okay. Okay. Um, it is, it is, uh, it, it is used, you know, you know about the ozone layer. Yes. It is also used, um, as a medical disinfectant. 
Um, so he's trying to bleach his butthole with ozone? <laughs> Essentially, I mean, yeah, it's, it works on the same principle as, as bleach. Um, and the thing is, is he goes off on this long rant about how Nikola Tesla figured out in like 19... Uh, that how if you... If what you, kind of QAnon <laughs> shit is this dude on? <laughs> if you like just oxygenate water and you ram it right up your pooper, you're never going to grow old and never die. And the and the reason that... Everybody Pretty would, sure Nikola Tesla's fucking dead. So... <laughs> And the government doesn't want you to know about this because because they're trying to protect the medical industry. And if you just do this, you know, it kills all bacteria, it kills all fungus, it kills human cells. But I didn't go into that. <laughs> we are giant bacteria. Uh. And, and so, I, I can't... But if you just... All, all, the, the, the crux of it, I can't... I'm not going to go off on the on the whole rant that, went, that happened. Number one, because I was nodding and smiling for most of it. And the second part is I just have to get to a place where I can tell someone about this. And... and I kind of wish you had pulled security camera footage <laughs> just so I could see what this dude looks like. I mean, imagine, imagine a guy that was rejected from deliverance. Do I work with this guy? You do not work with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Good thing he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> anyway, after I guess solving his problem, he did have the audacity to ask, "Do you need? Do I? Do, should I? Should I get food grade silicon?" I'm like, dude, for what you're doing, I don't think it matters. Now, all right. So now, maybe just to be safe, as he's as he's rattling off insane claim after insane claim, he's like, and I'm sure I'm 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 trying to maintain some professionalism, but I'm no, I'm 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 barely. I, holding I don't it. think I could have not laughed. I'm barely holding it together. I am. I would have thought he was trying to pull a complicated bit, and then he probably would have told me to fuck off the whole time. I was like waiting for that. I'm fucking with you, but it never came. And here's the th- and. And it, the, the theory has been posited that he was fucking with me. The problem was, is that at no point did he break or did he go, no, dude, I'm fucking with you, okay? Without the reveal, there's no point in doing that. I think the the what is more likely tests suggest that there is a man in the mountains of Idaho right now <laughs> shoving up his own butthole. With food grade sealant. <laughs> Thanks to me. <laughs> The thing is, he's telling me the whole thing. He's like, look it up. No, it's real. It's look it up. I'm like, oh, I believe you read this somewhere. Did <laughs> you look it up? I looked at, all right, here's what I found out. Here's, all right, here's what's real. Nikola Tesla did invent a uh, an ozone production machine. Basically, he did it in an act of desperation during the, during the uh, well, he's trying to develop a uh, wireless transmission of electricity, right? Okay. Um, his, uh, it wasn't working. His backers, especially JP Morgan, were getting very, very skittish. And so he basically patented this device because as a product of the Tesla coil, uh, he was presu- producing ozone. So it wasn't a that leap to, to basically make a thing that produces ozone. And he made it for uh, to produce ozone for disinfectant. And that's what it's mostly used for, uh, especially dental medical disinfectant. Um, in the 1920s, uh, especially during well the first world well the first world war and the second world war there was a lot of experiments with various different diff, diff, uh, disinfectants when it came to uh, wounds because of you know bullets and shit. Um, ozone was experimented with, however, uh, it uh, the the overriding opinion was that if any if ozone does any good whatsoever it you know it well ozone doesn't seem to do any benefit and it looks like it does more harm than any good. Okay. So it was never really used as a medical disinfectant for wounds. Now, in the 1920s, however, ozone therapy became a thing. And by the way, if you look, you can still find ozone therapy in the world. Um, most of the time, uh, since ozone is actually a toxic gas, they're not actually using ozone. They're using CO2. So they're literally blowing smoke up your ass. <laughs> and but... Uh, the thing is, in the 1920s, there was a lot of people breathing in ozone because it was supposed to help. Again, you'll never grow old and you'll never die, except for people actually did die. To the point where in the 1950s, the FDA went on a weird crusade to seize ozone creation machines above a certain threshold. Because people were literally like running these things as almost like humidifiers to disinfect the air. The problem is you're filling the you're filling your uh, uh, whatever space you're living in with again I can't stress this enough a toxic fucking gas. Wow. And so the FDA went on a little bit of a crusade to seize uh, uh, any machines that produced up a, up past a certain uh, certain threshold, which of course there the G man is involved, and here we come 
to full circle in an age of of, of hysteria, insanity, and uh, conspiracy theories. We got a man who's re- willing to auction. So when did the <laughs> taking it rectally come into play? When breathing it will kill you. <laughs> Weren't you following? <laughs> Can we just take warning labels off and let some of these people sort it out themselves? Anyway. That was that was my that was my week last week, and I have not stopped talking about it since. And now that it's public, <laughs> I'm trying to think like, so how was he building this machine? Well, as near as I can tell, so he's got an ozone. He's 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 got an ozone pro, uh, uh, producer already. He was just trying to figure out a way to hook this up to a water supply to uh, to uh, add the O3 in line. While it's going up his own ass. Now, why you need water pressure for this is a whole nother thing. All right? The way he made it sound like this was hooking up to a hose or something. You gotta douche out your <laughs> asshole so the O3 don't kill you. And I also uh. I also want to stress, I wasn't asking a lot of questions at a certain point for two reasons. Number one, I was dealing with a level of crazy I was not prepared for <laughs> and I didn't want to talk to him anymore. And second of all, I didn't think there was any line of questioning... That would make me go, oh, okay. Well, obviously, because now the way you just, if you describe it like that, I, I don't know why you would do anything else, but bleach your butthole. <laughs> you, you crazy, toothless hillbilly, you. And by the way, unless this guy was like 200 years old, whatever health regiment he is on, I want no part of, okay? <laughs> it looks like mostly uh, low grade moonshine and meth. <laughs> the O3 might be an improvement. <laughs> it's the least toxic thing he puts in his body. <laughs> so anyway, that was my week. <laughs> you you just derailed me like I have. <laughs> oh, I've broken minds all all across the board. I, I I've got so many questions. I've but, got no answers. <laughs> But we are, in, but we are not drinking ozone. We are drinking the uh, uh, Taquin. What is this? The old, I can't pronounce this. Uh, uh, old Quetesh. Sure. Old Quetesh from Taquin. Yep. Uh, Belgian lambic brewed with plums. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm getting a little bit of the uh, uh, the uh, the plum on there. I like how I'm just. I, I, how, I'm like how I'm just moving past the whole. Oh, uh, uh, because this has been my world for a week. Okay, I know this. You, you can have to sit there and have your mind blown for a second, but this has been my week. I've sort of made peace with it. So uh, while you're while you're working through your issues, I'm gonna describe the beer here. I've never <laughs> been to therapy in my life, but I feel like I need to after this. Therapy. I've been I've been doing therapy ever since. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> Well, what's the first one on the top of your head? Maybe I can help. Why the water? <laughs> well, because pure O3 is going to kill you. Are you not paying attention? Number two, why up your bum? Well, because if you breathe it, it's going to kill you. <laughs> Number three, I I might get into a rabbit no. hole just to like, well, okay. see the kind of I, crazy I, on I wanna, the internet. I want to point out that, um, so when I was looking up, uh, when I was uh, looking up, because uh, you, you can go have uh, O3... Um, you can go. Th- you can have an O3 shoved up your ass in a couple places in this city. Um, the thing is, is that it's they 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 say there's uh there when it comes to o, uh, uh, ozone treatments, there's rectal and then there's vaginal. And the reason you do rectal because you don't have a vag va- va- JJ. So that's I think just because for lack of a want of holes, I guess <laughs> it can go. The O3 can go in, through any hole except for one. You know that up. You know. Uh, uh, up top because that will kill you. Somehow, with these kooks, the only t- they're the one person so, that give women more rights. Like <laughs> apparently, you can go up the vagina. They give women the right to choose, where the rest of the states like no. <laughs> I mean, you can't say you cannot choose in this state except whether or not you want O three up your vagina or That's- butthole <laughs> <laughs> or butthole. If you're a woman, you do have that choice. <laughs> well, if there's a kid up there, mm-mm. no. So- I- it, if you were pregnant it, and you did the O3 up, I I don't want to speculate. <laughs> I don't, I hope we're not finding you know what? I don't think the damage to the vagina is going to is 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 go to Oregon. You're it, it's you're better off for now. And if, and if we get to a point where that is the best option, we are in a on a dark place. <laughs> 
What's your next question? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you'll never grow old and never die. Were you not listening? Who said? <laughs> Who do you think said it? The redneck. Because <laughs> I'm like, if Nikola Tesla fucking created it, the one flaw in that logic is the motherfucker's dead. No, see, the thing is, is that Tesla, at very least, it was one of his forgettable inventions. At, at worst, he was, uh, he was, uh, um, he was ashamed of it, as evidenced by the fact that in his autobiography called My Inventions, which is, listen, Tesla was not a humble man. Uh, and especially uh, the book My Inventions um, is... Well, if it, you're writing a book called that and you're an inventor, it, that's it well, is, a pretty brazen brag. It is basically it is basically a, a Tesla jerking off in front of you. Um, it, Take that, Edison. <laughs> really? Yeah, basically. <laughs> But he does not mention this invention. And, and... It's because the government had him killed for it. <laughs> exactly. <actually. laughs> so, so I... Fuck, have... we just ended up on like a dark web well... <laughs> internet board. And we're going to have all new listeners that are all sorts of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Watch this guy be a listener. Like, I'm a little offended that you would have... <laughs> Blowing fucking O3 rings out his butthole. I mean, he's probably dead, you know, like an overinflated tire in a cabinet in Atlanta. <laughs> I was thinking a trailer park in Garden City, but... <laughs> uh, or that. <laughs> anyway, at, at risk of doing nothing on this podcast but talking about an, o an ozone butthole, Tyler, do you want to kick us off today? <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> if you can. So... We talked about Platform Beer Company, uh, which is basically the brewery out of Cleveland that uh, AB InBev bought that has a logo eerily similar to Bottle Logic's, and uh, their employees all walked out a while ago. This was before the pandemic, correct? During pandemic. During this, pandemic. This, was, this would have been. I didn't have time to go through our uh, uh, through our episodes, but this would have been early to mid like shutdown pandemic. I okay. mean, like, like. This would have been, well, this would have been, like, just after lockdown. <laughs> well, AB InBev is shutting down the physical locations and basically converting it into a distribution-only brand of a couple SKUs. I mean, I can't imagine why uh, uh, they wouldn't want to just hang a sign that says nobody doesn't want to work, no one wants to work anymore and just ship out their moldy-ass beer. <laughs> so... If, if you don't understand that, among the complaints from the employees who just full on... And by the way, the employees literally... Uh, uh, Put a sign on the door and saying, fucking left. Yeah. They, 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 in, a, in a collective action, by the way, all decided that they had said, fuck this. They put a note on the door saying, we're, uh, you know, closed because no one's going to work here. And among their complaints uh, was the fact that all their product was covered in black mold. Yeah. Got some pictures on our Instagram if you scroll, if you scroll back far enough. So, uh, according to uh, News 5 out of Cleveland, uh, the other day someone was scraping uh, signage listing the business hours off the Lorian Avenue taproom. Uh, the locks on the door had also been changed. And, um, you know, they talk about in the article how... Uh, in 2014, when it opened up there, it was a catalyst for the neighborhood. Kind of brought more business to that neighborhood. Uh, 2019, AB InBev bought them, uh, expanded their distribution, and then uh, now a random customer, after the person got finished scraping their hours off and changing the locks, posted a sign on the door that said, Capitalism Speed Run. <laughs> it was immediately removed by someone from the company uh to that person um uh if, if on the off chance you are uh are listening but it is the closures are including their brew pubs in cleveland columbus cincinnati as well as the cleveland-based platform sour beer subsidiary funkin ship um and they just recently did a round of layoffs at their production facility in Cleveland. Um, uh, it was August 22 that had a staff walkout. Okay, so yeah. 
Uh, so, so yeah. Or, sorry, February twenty one. Oh, was it that? Was it that late? Okay. Yep. For some reason, I thought it was in twenty twenty, but. Um, but here is the AB's official statement. As we navigate through the changing industry and operational challenges, it has become clear <laughs> that platforms' production and commercial efforts need to focus on three beers: Hayes Jude IPA, Odd Fortune Imperial IPA, and our new Canalway IPA. We are grateful to be a part of the Ohio beer community and look forward to continuing <laughs> to provide local beer drinkers with the IPAs they've come to love. I, I, I appreciate that they say uh, uh, be part of the be part of the uh, uh, Cleveland beer community, um, and in the same way that well, I guess AB is a part of uh, any beer community. It's like you're there. Uh, what's really kind of fucked up? Um, so we don't know if the staff are basically getting. Any sort of severance or any, um, so, well, to my knowledge, from the uh, um, from the uh, article way back when, and I'm kind of scrolling through our uh, archives to see if I can't find. Um, uh, here it is. It was actually so we did the so as ours was episode 66 on uh, March 8th. Walk off the platform and uh, and and beer pirates. But if I remember correctly, I mean, unless something has changed, unless something has changed for the employees since then, which may well, which may have happened, but I don't see any incentive for ab inbev to do that i mean they walked off with with the intent of not getting anything i mean mm-hmm. they literally just said fuck this and left um and went to go expecting no severance no uh you know no severance no um uh unemployment or or anything else yeah. they just that it was so bad that they were like it's better to now they should at least get unemployment because they have been let go um well, at this point, I mean, if they haven't find, I mean, that was, at this point in time, at the, yeah. I, I should think at the moment, it was not a, uh, it, it was not a, uh, um, a involuntary um, uh, loss of job. Yeah, because um, it was very voluntary, with a middle finger, I might add. Uh, but they, the news article actually talks to a couple customers who, you know, talk about how it's sad. Uh, this was something that meant a lot to the local community. Uh, sad to see it go. Sad to see people lose their jobs potentially. Uh, one of them was a part of their membership club, the Electric Company, for several years. It was a two hundred thirty dollar a year membership. Good lord! Um, and that's a lot of money for mold. You beer. would uh, get special merchandise along with a pack of newly released beers from both Platform and Funkin' Ship. As well as a year-end dinner celebration. And maybe, uh, and maybe mesothelioma. A couple days before they announced this closure, they received an email that said, Your next electric beer is ready for pickup. <laughs> and then a couple days later, it was closed. Uh, and so the Awkward. questions being raised is, uh, are we getting the rest of our membership? Are we getting some of the money back? Are all these gift cards that we have... Uh, are we getting any reimbursement, or are we just fucked? And let me tell you, it's AB InBev. You're probably just fucked. Bend over the best you can hope for some ozone up there. <laughs> uh, AB InBev has not responded to News 5's questions uh, about the reimbursement of subscription members uh, or how many employees will be affected by the closures. Um, and... That's kind of everything I was able to find on it, but just really surprised me that, for one, you you, you keep this open through a lock a lockout a walkout, and then now you voluntarily a shut, shut it down. A, a shutdown, a walkout. God only knows uh, what else. What what else? Yeah. And then now you shut it down to say we're just gonna. M- Keep two beers that they currently make, bring out a new one from them, all IPAs, and we're just going to brew that at one of our other facilities and uh, distribute it out. I somehow don't, I mean, that's that's a that, that's a fading off into the... Uh, just fucking kill the brand. Uh, at this point in time, yeah. You know, I mean, well, and they might be, they, they think they can get just a little bit more money out of uh, out of the brand. Before they just retire it altogether, but I don't. But I don't foresee platform lasting, oh, more than a couple of years, at this point in time. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, what do we got next? Well, in the spirit of uh, uh, insanity pulled off the internet, um, you are all goddamn insane news now. 
Uh, last week, uh, Bloomberg reported that Bill Gates invested roughly $900 million in Heineken. And now Heineken's going to give you COVID, and the only way to get by it is to shoot ozone up your ass. Obviously, but that's not, I mean, that's always been the case, but this, but, <laughs> um, uh, that means he acquired a sh- uh, just shy of a 4% stake in the company, and outside of the massive billionaire envy boner that this will inevitably give James Watt, uh, this should hold... That's, 4%'s not even enough to do a hostile takeover. Yeah, but it's more than James Watt has. Yeah, but it's usually minimum 6, most of the time 10% is what you need for a hostile takeover attempt. But it's still more than James Watt, and we're talking about a billionaire envy, envy boner. Fair enough. Um... Now, anyway, this this by itself is of little to no interest. Uh, billionaires often have their money in various companies. A company the size of Heineken, fairly safe investment, um, especially in, especially in uh, uh, economic times like w- what we're going into. Beer tends to hold pretty stable, although recently, not so much. But it's not... But, I mean, they're a budget brand, and their craft brand of... Lagunitas is still a budget craft brand. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, it's not. It's, so it's it's not an unheard of uh, idea. What is interesting and just surprise absolutely nobody who has paid at all uh, attention to the internet. Um, and by the way, if you haven't paid any attention to the internet, you're how? I mean, and, and you're you're mental. God bless your soul. And how did you find this podcast as well? And I so say your mental health thanks you. And also, how did you find this podcast? Um, this comes from the Daily Dot by Mikkel. Those Thalman. carrier pigeons I'm sending out work. <laughs> Uh, Bill Gates, um, is, like I said, unless you don't, unless you don't pay attention to the internet, but if you do, you understand that he's basically the like one of the many manure-soaked fields that gives rise to a bumper crop of internet insanity, um, and basically, all right, among the things that he's uh, accused of doing, it's uh, causing the COVID pandemic, plotting mass murder, murder via smallpox, uh, breeding squirrels as, a mind, as mind control vampires, uh, buying all the farmland to stage a massive famine. One of those things I actually just made up, and I'd ask you to guess which one, but doesn't fucking matter because all of this is fever dream horseshit. It was the squirrel one. It was the squirrel one, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought I went a little bit too far when I said squirrel. Uh I, I try to keep up on my conspiracy theories. It makes for good chuckles until the like AI algorithms start feeding you that, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, no, Google really thinks I I believe this. Like, <laughs> I mean, okay, I gotta start unliking some of this. Like, reset my thing. Like, I mean, they, they, listen, they you, like drunk Northern Idaho starts poking around conspiracy theories. I mean, that, <laughs> just. I mean, I mean, at that point in time, you are a butthole, and the conspiracy stuff is just is oxygenated water right up there. <laughs> Ozoned water. Um, anyway, now as a minority stakeholder, I want to stress minority stakeholder of Heineken. Not the, even enough to hostily take it over. These brave thinkers, unvexed and fresh off paint thinners, took to their Cheeto-stained keyboards... Um, boycott Heineken started trending again. Um, and I say again because there was already a boycott in the works given that company refuses to divest itself from Russia. But that's a whole nother thing. That They keep saying they're gonna, but... Um, but, I mean, there's a, there's a weird, kind of a weird joining of... I mean, you know, I, I should think the people who are boycotting Heineken uh, because they won't divest in Russia are mostly on the left wing. And it must be a little bit of a shock to see all of these wackaloons start using the same hashtag. Among the theories... Uh, is that this sale was foretold because Heineken labels secretly display the number 666. Have you seen the number, the mark of the beast on your Heineken label? Of course you haven't because uh, you're, you're fooled by the man. Well, I'll never forget one time at a party, this guy's trying to tell me. So if you've looked at the FedEx logo, it has the arrow moving forward. Right, yes. Uh, and he's like, no, dude, it's the mark of the devil. If you see that, it means you're going to die in the next year. I was like, no, it doesn't. It's a supply chain thing. Like, oh, it's moving forward, continuously improving. He's like, no, 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 man. I was like, good talk. Uh, <laughs> Did you die in the next uh, a few months after that? That was like six years ago. So, so you're still working on it. Um, and of course, there are, are there are those that show that any moment the Heineken drinkers are going to drop dead because little Billy is going to start sneaking sneak down to the Heineken brewery and fill them all with poison. Um, which, of course, again, is a little bit. I don't think you're just allowed to walk. Even if you're if you're a four percent stakeholder, you walk into the brewery. They're going to ask, "Who are you? What are you doing here?" I think even if you're a fifty-one percent stakeholder, and what are you doing with that gigantic barrel of cyanide? <laughs> Fuck! Sales guys walk through the brewery at a 
wrong time, and the brewer's like, the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and of course, of course, the QEist of the QAnoners suggests that what's really happening is he's using that, his minority stake, I can't stress this enough, uh, in the company as a front to transport barrels of adrenochrome. And if you're wondering, where have I heard that name before? It's probably as a reference from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, while such a drug was synthesized, Hunter S. Thompson totally made up the idea that it was that it was uh, derived from live uh, uh, from live adrenal glands because when he wrote that in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, he thought it was so insane and frankly stupid to be believed. Welcome to 2023, Mr. Thompson, where your fictional drug is being trafficked by a billionaire by the super covert method of publicly purchasing one of the largest beverage companies in the world. If you weren't already dead, you'd likely do it now because it hurts to see people this fucking stupid. And then there's a Soylent company that makes a green drink, and I'm like, no one's freaking out about that? I mean, if you're going to transport your fictional drug, uh, of course, of course, since it's QAnon, it's not from, li- from live adrenal glands. It's from the... Uh, children. Uh, from children, yeah, from the... the- that have been pedophiled and then it's it's like the veal of adrenal glands exactly um and so but once again when you just got to make sure you have your red shoes from all the children's blood if you are a billionaire and need to traffic barrels of this stuff because that's how many kids have gone missing um obviously you you do a huge public sale and not just like rent sell it through (laughs) wayfarer right right obviously Nobody believes this, okay? Not really. One person makes this shit up for money, okay? Three people repeat it in hopes of getting money. Fifty people repeat it because they're so bored and they've masturbated so much that their cock looks like a 10-day-old roadkill, all right? This is repeated by 500 more times by Russian bots, at which point in time, someone who actually believes it reads it. That guy doesn't really matter because he's face down in the bathtub with an ozone hose sticking out of his butthole. (laughs) God. I'm not letting the man take me to <laughs> Fight the power, butthole man. Fight it. <laughs> One oxygenated sphincter at a time. <laughs> that man is also about boycotting, boycotting he- uh, uh, Heineken. I don't know that for a fact, but I feel pretty comfortable in assuming that. <laughs> I swear, if we're not in a simulation, I'm fucking over this. Uh. <laughs> it just seemed to be the week for this. I'm opening another beer. <laughs> yes. Ah, the uh, uh, old Brussel old goose, old goose, old goose. I don't know how to pronounce this word. Goose, goose, goose. It's like goose, but with a U. I so we at one point in time we opened this one for one of our um, for one of our style classes, and it was amazing how um, how polarizing this beer was. Some people like really liked it. It's I remember it being extremely floral, very funky. So, age three years in oak barrels, it should be a blend. Uh, so, it's spontaneously fermented. It's a blend of old lambic aged in wooden barrels, resulting in a libation that is dry, tart, incredibly complex, and evolves beautifully over time. Woo. And part of the reason it's in uh, the green glass is basically getting light struck. Uh, the light is something, the basic compound that when it gets light struck the Britannomyces and the wild bacteria can actually eat to uh, continue to develop the beer in the bottle. And in breaking news, I literally got a little a, a note uh, from the Idaho Statesman, like a, a notification. Um, here in Boise, syphilis is on the rise. So... <laughs> so <laughs> but you know what? Wait, hold on. Did I get the same thing? Yes! <laughs> so, you know what? Um, I'm pretty sure... I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure that ozone kills syphilis. So, I, the man is a visionary. <laughs> uh, wow. While I ruminate on this beer, uh, Tyler, it, uh, this libation, excuse me, it's a libation. Uh, t- Tyler, what'd you, what do you got for us? Uh, well, first, let me take a drink. Okay. It's not like as intensely flunky and floral mm-hmm. as I remember. Uh, this is a blend, but. Yeah. I mean, the aroma is super funky. A little bit of tartness on but the, the aroma. But the flavor is exceptionally smooth. Slightly yes. fruity, like peach tropical fruit. Yeah. But it's all, it's subtle fruits. Mm-hmm. It's very smooth finish. Uh, oh, I get, I get like the like the the woody flavor in the back. Like mm-hmm. the just the woody tannins that kind of help balance 
I mean, not the sweetness, but I guess, like, I mean, there's not a lot of tartness to it. Again, it kind of blends with the, the tannins of the oak. Really dry, very clean finish for, for this beer. This one's, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan already. So the article, um, when I got back from Montana, uh, Vine, the overlords at Google uh, shared an article with me uh, on Vine Pear that said, it's titled, Copenhagen's Coolest Bar is Pouring Beer from Plastic Bags. And I was like, well, slap my ass and call me surprised. Uh, because <laughs> why I was in fucking Bozeman, Montana, of all the places, they had a, one of the bars there who also works as an importer fucking has a had a section on their shelf of box lambic from Oud Brussel. Uh, what, 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 when I, and when I think of when I think of uh, uh, like uh, towns in this world that are avant garde, if you will, I think C- Copenhagen and Bozeman. Bozeman. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if the Bozeman's on the forefront. I mean, yeah, Bo- oh, Bozeman's a kind of a cool town, actually. Oh, Bozeman's a fun town, but my <laughs> boss who was up there with me was like, "Hey, when we go to Shine Beer Sanctuary in Bozeman, we gotta see if they still have the box lambics." And I was like. Box fucking Lambic, and he goes, yeah. So Ode Brussel, all their traditional styles go into the green glass bottle. Yeah, but their one-off like experimental shit goes into goes into a bag, goes into a box and a fucking bladder, um, and then they'll ship off from there, and it's like their experimental package. Uh, and I'm suddenly going, do you want a bladder of beer? I'm like that's why I'm here. You give me the beer, it fills my bladder. I take it somewhere else. So, uh, we were there. We tried their Oud Vru Faro, which is a... That's a grain from Italy. Yeah, Faro? Yep. Okay. So, uses the Faro grain. Um, oh, I to, oh, you, oh, you were being serious. Yes. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought that was Northern Idaho pronunciation right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, Holy shit. So, okay, I was whoa, wow, hoisted on my own petard. So, it's a malt <laughs> beverage that they aged in oak barrels. Added Belgian candy sugar to, and then, uh, so it's a seven and a half percent fucking lambic with Belgian candy sugar. Uh, they then threw into this bladder and basically uncarbonated. It serves still. They just pack enough CO2 in there to make the bladder tight. Yeah. Um, and so it was a $57 three quart box of fucking lambic the, the the beer itself is it still still slight okay so it, it has a slight little like bubble to it kind of like if you've ever poured out a twisted tea petalant is the uh, is the name for it in uh in in beer and in, insider i know that because it was a yeah. it was a, a topic of conversation when we saw that word in a judging uh um in, in... But, yeah so three quarts eight ounces uh we also, we're fucking flying back, so we couldn't bring it back with us. So, we're like, well, we gotta kill this fucking beer. <laughs> uh, it was fantastic. Almost had, like, a slight apple cider vinegar flavor to it. Uh, you'd pick up some of that candy sugar. But then, so, come back to town, and Google Articles is like, hey, this might be... This article's from fucking 2017. Because I brought this up to my boss, and I was like, yo, dude, I saw this. And he's like... Oh, dude, because this article actually talks about there's a company that you can order these online, and that's one of the only ways to get it from Belgium. If you don't live in Belgium, it's super hard to get these boxes of Lambic. Unless you, like, have them shipped. Have it shipped. And he goes, oh, was it this? He's like, is it this website? I was like, no, it listed. He goes, this? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, that company folded in COVID. Oh, Jesus. Um, So the the company this article actually talks about is um belgianbox.com belgianinabox.com and it fucking went under uh but like this guy got some hand labeled Cantillon Young Lambic back in 2012 in the fucking box and bladder uh that he was selling on this website uh the shipping just absolutely rapes you over the coals uh but you can get it was probably the weirdest experience I've ever had because when you see a box of alcohol, you think cheap boxed wine, and it's it looks like a fucking Boda box, basically. Yeah. Um, and 
you try it and you get this phenomenal beer coming out of it that's unique, something you've never really had. Um, and these bo- these bladders will keep the beer good for up to six months. Damn. All right. Um, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is an experience I've never had. I'm like... I'm drinking beer from a box. Yeah. And you're like, I feel like white trash, but I also feel like a fucking baller at the same time because who can say they had this rare-ass Lambic? I am, I, I am upper-class white trash. I am the Hobo King. Yeah. I feel... Uh, I feel like I could go down to the late, to the nearest burn barrel and be like, you are my subjects. Behold my box lambic. Yeah. Uh, here's a picture from one of the bars with just all the is that, guy, is that a guy drinking directly yeah. out of the spell? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Again, reinforcing the King Hobo theme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come drink from my box of lambic. Uh, Put down your steel reserve peasants. Come drink from my box of lambic. In Belgium, this is super commonplace. It's to drink from the box. Uh, oh, just okay. a okay. box of lambic, uh, and they said lambic itself, the style lends itself to very well to being bagged because you don't need it to be highly carbonated. It's usually lower carbonated. It can develop in the container. It's going to be slightly tart. It's as close as really you're going to get in a to a fucking wine in the beer world, huh? Um, and so with this, um, there's more and more breweries are starting to get, or of these old school Lambic breweries are starting to get in. Tilquin, Oud Bruxelles, Cantian's got into it, Timmermans, uh, and, uh, a lot of it, uh, at the time of this article being written, they were doing 10 liter bags or five liter bags. We bought a fucking basically two liter bag. Ten, t- ten liters of lambic is a shit ton of lambic. Yeah. Um, for uh, for those who don't speak uh, 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 the rest of the world, that's, that's basically five gallons of lambic. Ten ten liters? Yeah. Eh, not quite. Five liters is five liters is one point three seven gallons, so two point six six, so just shy of three gallons. But I mean, that's still a shit ton of lambic. Well, so. We bought this. We shared it with a couple of our distributor reps we work with up there. Shared it with the account because everyone working at that account, there's a sign that says, you cannot open these bottles in the store. And we're like, hey, can we open this? And they're like, fuck yes, you can. We've never never had it. And so we're like, fuck yeah, let's... And they go grab us glasses and we're all trying it. The owner comes in and he tries it. And it's fucking wild because everyone's like, dude, this is phenomenal. And... But, so we did that. We then, at a restaurant that night, we're talking to the chef. He's the one who gave us the olive-fed A5 Wagyu-based sushi roll. Uh, and we're giving him some beers that we had brought with us. And then we're like, hey, do you want to try this box Lambic? And he's like, what the fuck? And we're like, so my boss runs out to the car, grabs it. Oh, come with me and you'll So we see. come in, we, we take another round of it. We get back to the hotel that night. We're drinking beers oh that we got God. from Metal Arc Brewing that were phenomenal. And then we finished off the night with some more of that. And then the next day, when we get back to the hotel that night, we drink some more trying to kill this fucking bag. And the next morning, we had to fly out at like 6 in the morning. And there's probably a pint to two pints left in there. We're like, well, we're not going to throw this beer away. But we're not going to drink it right now. So I walked down to the hotel fucking front desk person working at four in the morning and i'm like hey uh are you a beer fan and he's like i mean i like to drink beer i was like we got this beer we gotta fly out here soon like do you want this and he's like i mean i'll take it or someone else will take it and i was like okay here's these beers they're pretty self-explanatory and then i set down the box and he looks at it i was like this is a box of lambic uh so i can explain everything about the beer and he's like Oh, okay. I was like, I either just gave that to the dude and he threw it away, or I just blew some dude's mind and he's like, I need to find a box of Lambic. <laughs> kind of a Johnny Appleseed of uh, craft yeah. beer snobbery. But, um, and he went off to become King Hobo. Possibly. Might have a new beer nerd up in Bozeman now because of it. But uh, Brewery, Jardian, um, 
according to this article, had some uh, 10 liter. Timmerman, like I said, uh, Oud Brussel, uh, they said does five or 10 liters. Like I said, we got like a two liter yeah. one. Uh, Lindemans has it. Um, and that's all they had on that website. But I'm like, and in that they talk, some guy posted in one of like the beer advocate threads. It's like, Hey, thinking about buying this, should I buy it? Like the shipping's f- fucking expensive to get from Belgium to New York. Like, and they were like, fuck yeah, buy it. Because one, it's badass. You're drinking Lambic from a box. Who else can fucking say that? And he's like, so I ended up buying it. And every time I open my fridge, it's like so refreshing and delicious. And still, that doesn't fill you up. He's like, so every time I'd go to grab something out of the fridge, I just wanted to pour a glass for myself. And he's like, and it fucking is good for six months. I'm in no rush to kill it. But every time a beer friend of mine comes over, yeah. we have box Lambic. Sure, sure, sure. Would, you like a, would you like my box of beer? And you're... And, and I'm like, and against all reason, you're like, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, how the fuck does Montana have like one of the only spots in the United States that you can get fucking box lambic and Idaho does it. I mean, step your game up, Jeremy. I want your shop to start carrying box lambic. Where did they get it? Did they buy it from that website before it went under? No, I, I think they also, uh, own like an importer's business and. Okay, well, I'll work on getting an importer's business. But reach out. Who, who distributes Ode Brussel? Ode Brussel? Uh, I, think that's, uh, I think that goes through BRJ. So now Idaho Wine Merchant? So soon, it's coming soon, yes. So ask them if they can get boxes of Lambic. <laughs> Kyle, if you're listening, we'll talk. <laughs> uh, but Jeremy, what do you got next? What do you do when you're bored with beer? You make milk-type product news now. Um, milk wine? No milk-type product. Milk wine something different. Um, this comes from a couple of Vine Pair articles by Olivia White and uh, Pete O'Connell. Uh, Coors announced this week the release of their first-ever plant-based milk alternative. You've likely seen oat or almond or soy milk. Well, make way for golden wing, barley milk. This golden wing sounds too much like golden showers. <laughs> and I'm like, is someone just going to piss on you and be like, now you can drink milk? I mean, listen, I don't want to know what you do on your off time, uh, especially if it involves golden wings and golden showers. Yeah, that's where you're going to draw a line, Jeremy. Uh, this new product is made from water, spent grain, sunflower oil, shiitake mushroom extract, and pink Himalayan salt. Uh, Brian Schmidt, the marketing manager for not the non-alcoholic product, said that, um, and it said in a corporate blog post that he believes barley milk will be the next big thing in plant-based milk. And you might be asking yourself, why in the wide world of fucks would a beer company go into pseudo dairy products, even if it had access to one of the major ingredients? And the answer is, well, because there actually is a bit of a precedent for this: prohibition. Mm. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, one minute breweries are chugging along just fine. The next, your business model just became pretty much illegal. Um, in order to survive, many breweries had to quickly pivot to something that was legal. And it turns out, dairy makes a strange kind of sense. They had a capacity to storage large volumes of liquid. Cold. Uh, and most importantly, at a time when refrigeration was spotty, they often had access to at least rudimentary temperature control. Uh, Pabst bought up dairy farms, began making cheese. Anheuser-Busch started making a frozen egg food product. Yingling famously famously sold ice cream, Mm -hmm. uh, which is part of their business to this day. And Coors started started making malted milk, which was a combination of barley, which I assume suddenly became extremely cheap, wheat flour, and evaporated milk. And once again, this was a time before refrigeration. If the milkman was busy with the neighbor's wife and you had a hankering for some moo-moo juice right now, um, your best bet was in the form of shelf-stable milk powder. And Coors malted milk became a favorite version because of the sweetness the barley imparted. So basically, if you've ever had a malt, Coors did just a prepackaged version of that. Well, it was, near as I could find, the first and only example of, like, 
uh, of blending mal uh, malted barley with milk. And it was a very successful product in the 1920s soda shops, bakeries, and candy stores. Mm -hmm. And actually, this is where I had one of those uh, weird aha moments because malt in my world meant only exclusively barley. But it's also aware the name referred to like the milk. malt shops. Yeah, which it's a milkshake with that barley adjunct added. I never made the connection really until this moment. So when I had made the connection before, and then completely forgot, and when I was still working at the same company, but on as you, but the online side of things, I had someone reach out because the dry malt extract. They reached out on the website and were like, "Hey, can I use this to make malts?" Like milkshakes. Malted milkshakes. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, because that, that word feels like it means two different things. And I was like, I mean, it's a powdered form. It's this. And they're like, well, how will it taste in that? And I was like, to be honest, I've never fucking made it. So I I don't know if this is the right product or this is the wrong product. I am I mean, I guess what they, in, in that context, what they wanted was malted milk, what basically what Coors was producing up until the 1950s. And in fact, Coors became the sole supplier of malted milk to the Mars Candy Company um, in 1920. Huh. A deal that pretty much was responsible for carrying the company through Prohibition. Well, that and ceramics, but that's a whole different thing. Um, fun fact, Coors also makes uh, uh, laboratory ceramics. Really? That's a whole different thing. <laughs> well, isn't Coors also involved with... I want to say PBW. I mean, I'm sure the Coors family has a lot of uh, uh, dirty little fingers and a lot of dirty I, I want to say they created PBW as a cleaning agent in their brewery and then basically repackaged it and started selling it to home brewers. So Five Star is owned by the Coors family? I, I think they may have sold that to Five Star. I mean... I, I I mean if I if I, I I don't know if that's the case, but it wouldn't completely surprise. What I know about the what, about the Coors family is if it made money, they were <laughs> they were into it, and so I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. Um, I feel like I remember someone like trying to explain that to me, and I can't remember if it was true or not. But but like I said, the uh, um, the uh, Coors officially discontinued production of their malted milk in 1959. Um, but apparently the idea has stayed alive and the demand for plant-based milk alternative has been growing ever since. And it would seem that it's time has come again. And actually, AB InBev was also reportedly ex uh, exploring the idea of using spent grain uh, for a, a plant-based milk substitute. But Golden Wing got there first. So uh, it's being rolled out in Sprouts and Whole Foods in Southern California. If you're, uh, if you're hankering for some pseudo-moo-moo juice uh, and you live in Southern California... Uh, give it a shot and uh, let us know how Coors makes milk. <laughs> um, but, I mean, so one of the fucking um, newsletters I subscribe to um, got into and did a full, like, talk about the adjunct milk. Mm -hmm. So your almond, your oat milk. And yeah, it's growing at a very good rate, but it's still like 1.3% of like the total milk market. Correct, yeah. So I'm like, it's it's odd to see them getting in this early. Well, this early or this late, because I, I, I wonder when you're looking at something like almond milk, oat milk, soy milk, if you're, if at this point in time you're early or late to the game, because... But it's still such a small, like, market, basically, for the milk alternatives. Yeah. That kind of caught me off guard with that, but I can't find the email to see, like, what the actual numbers were. But it's still just, it's basically what craft beer is to beer. Fair enough. Well, or what non-alcoholic beer is to beer. Yeah. Because craft beer is like 12% at this point in time, I think, or last I checked. Yeah, and it was either like 1.5 so, or like at and, tops and, like 15%. And what's non-alcoholic, like 2%? I think so. So almost non-alcoholic beer would be a better but analog. But I can't remember if it was 1.5 or 15. Okay, so that is the, so that could be, so it could be anything from what craft beer is to what non-alcoholic beer yeah. is. Okay. 
Uh, fair enough. Uh, Tyler, you got anything to add today? Yeah, so we're going to hop back in the courtroom. Uh, speaking of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, they were... They got sued by AB InBev because one of their new ads went too far, and a judge has ruled they have to pull the ad. How, how, uh, how ironic, and and not in the Alanis Morissette uh, uh, version of the uh, phrase. So, uh, the National Advertising Division, part of the Better Business Bureau, sided with AB InBev, which challenged um, a Miller Lite. 2022 ad that uses the phrase light beer shouldn't taste like water it should taste like beer the ad is a 15 second ad where you see the cyclist biking up this very steep incline on this road and gets to a point stops cracks open a beer that is in a perfectly bud light blue can uh, it says on the side extremely light beer um Opens it up and douses himself like a cyclist, spraying himself with a bottle of water. Uh, and then <laughs> just goes, beer shouldn't taste like water, it should taste like beer. Um, which is, which I gotta, I, I just want to interject, which is a little bit rich coming from... Uh, from um, the maker of Coors Light that tastes the closest thing you can be to water. So much so that it is the beer we use for our for our off flavors classes because it is the most neutral flavor you can get in a beer and still be technically drinking beer. Yeah. So, you know, that's a little bit adorable. So, the National Advertising Division uh, determined that the ad should be discontinued because uh, basically it said tasting like water is a measurable attribute that customers might reasonably expect that the statement is supported by such evidence. And since they did not provide evidence supporting the claim that other light beers taste like water, that it is deceiving the customer. And uh, <laughs> AB InBev's response saying they appreciate the decision is just rich. It goes... True stewards of the beer industry should be working together to strengthen the beer category <laughs> instead of res- <laughs> instead of resorting to misleading attacks <laughs> that de-ingrate products enjoyed by millions of beer drinkers. <laughs> Do you guys not remember the corn syrup commercial? Oh, this is like a, this is like a Ted Pot, Ken- have you met Kettle? This is like Ted Kaczynski coming out going, okay, guys, there's no reason to get to to just take to just uh, uh, go overboard with anything. Okay, all this stuff on the internet is is just lies, and you don't need to go bombing buildings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the article continues to say Molson Course is appealing the decision, saying it vehemently well, disagrees with the decision because we believe light beer should taste like beer, not water, and we are well within our right to share that belief. I mean, first of all, it, per- personally, um, if it's not supposed to taste like water, then what is it supposed to taste like? My whole, my, I think the idea of light beer is to try to get it as close to water as possible, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the last paragraph of this talks about the last lawsuit they had about the corn syrup Super Bowl ads. So did did Bud I, Bud had to pull those commercials though, didn't did it not? I'm tr- I, I'm trying to remember. I, I it there was a couple decisions in that, and I can't remember okay. if they had to pull it. I mean, or if they were like, well, you use corn syrup technically, but it's not high fructose corn syrup, so it's slightly deceiving, but not. I mean, my 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 response to that would be, and I am I am I am I am no way a legal professional, but if you're gonna say that, I mean that, you know, the convoluted logic that, uh, that you know Coors was using, that's misleading the customer. I mean, corn syrup was very much used in the boo boo boogie boogie boogie. Corn syrup is bad, right? You heard you heard Doctor Oz say that, right? Boogie 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 boogie. <laughs> so have you tried ozone up the butthole? <laughs> But uh, uh, I, I do feel I, I I think I remember that Anheuser Busch had to pull those ads. But it is still it takes some 
some pretty brass, some brass balls <laughs> to go. To go. As stewards, <laughs> we would never outright try to confuse the customer with something like that. Why would you do that, Molson Coors? And we're frankly, frankly, a bit offended that you are trying to divide us when you should be uniting us. No, <laughs> no, no. Don't bring up that Super Bowl commercial or the peach pumpkin beer commercial or the brewed the hard way commercial or, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that is, that, I mean, that is also almost chef's kiss. Like, yeah. It's, I, I, I dearly hope, I dearly hope whoever wrote that was giggling incessantly while he wrote it. <laughs> Going, oh my god, I can't, I hope, I can't, no one's gonna buy this horse. And then I, I sit there and I look at these beers and I go, and the major beer producers in Belgium are throwing beer in a bag. <laughs> we are living in the end times. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, you got anything else for us today? That is it for me. Uh, well, uh, this has been It's All Beer. If you want to get a hold of us, I uh, put, put up some things on our Instagram feed and Facebook. Find us uh, at It's All Beer. Um, Twitter, I'm still putting stuff up up, up on there. Uh, if there's anybody that actually still uses that platform before it completely uh, uh, starts on fire, uh, you can find us at It's All Beer 1. It's All... At It's All Beer on Twitter. You're not there anymore. Give us your fucking uh, uh, handle for like a week. I don't think that's all, uh, how much longer this is going to last. Uh, but you can find us <laughs> at It's All Beer 1. Um, and if you want to uh, 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 let us know uh, that you like us or want to send us some articles you're interested in, uh, you can send those to It's All Beer at gmail.com. Why rely on the algorithms? They, they, they send Tyler uh, a conspiracy theory garbage. They're forcing him. They're forcing him further and further down the rabbit hole. It's only a matter of time before he comes in here with a backpack with a tube suspiciously stuck right into his pants, and it's lambic right up the butt. <laughs> would be a. You know what? I would be more comfortable with that than what I was actually asked to decide, and uh, that'll be quite enough from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm gonna stick ozone in my butthole. Have fun. <laughs>